0: Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold.
1: You graduate. Mm-hmm. Do you go to Britain? Like, how do you get to Britain? Um, how do you get to the UK?
0: So I had a professor, this is going to sound like um, a name drop, but you'll have to like, I'm sorry. But one of my professors was, is, is this incredible novelist, Zadie Smith. She's in NYU. She's a great, no, right. no, not Z- Zadie. Z- no, you think, but she's, you know, a uh, African British woman. She's, Same thing. She, wrote, she wrote a book called White Teeth that oh, yeah. when I was in, in high school, I loved. And, uh, and I was so excited to have her as a professor. And it was my first semester of senior year. And she went, have you studied abroad? And I said, no. And she went, you know, you should go abroad. You should really study abroad. And so, and, and she says, you know, I know you're interested in comedy because I was doing check spots at right. like, various places. And I was, you know, right. would, would get her tickets to, to shows and shit. Right. Um, she said, my brother is a comedian. And he can take you around if you go out there. And her brother's this comic, Ben Smith, who goes by the name Doc Brown. And, uh, and so I'm out in England doing my last semester abroad, which you're not technically allowed to do, but college you can get away with anything. Right. And, um, and I start getting shown around and these comics, they're really like different and weird. And like, some of them suck. Like there's a lot of oh, bad- like, Oh,
1: I know, I- Fucking no! I bombed there the first time I was there.
0: Oh, okay. but you know, they're com- They also like. I went to do like one of these friendly, alternative, warm, huggy shows that this woman Josie Long hosted. Really smart comic, and I go up there and I just do my club material, and I do well, and I come off stage, and Josie very kindly was like, "Hey, just so you know, um, th- that was that was not good. So why don't you come back next week?" And, Who or the next fuck month? says that? Well, she was trying to be right. nice and the material was just like a bit bold. Like I was still, you know, when you're underdeveloped as a comic, you're like, you could still kill, but it wasn't right. quality. Yeah, the quality of the yeah, material is yeah. not great. Yeah. And so I wrote new material and I came back. Everything good that's ever happened is someone smarter than me going, hey, why don't you write a little bit and come and do a thing? Right. So like, uh, so like I really loved her for that. And I fell into the scene there really hard. And because no one had seen me before, and it wasn't like New York where everyone had watched. To, me.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Everyone's like, "Who the fuck is this? Is this guy?" Right. And then I kept coming back, and then I put an hour together, and then so I sort of uh, broke there in 2014, where people were just like, "There's this guy doing hours, and he's like an American comic, but he likes British stuff." And so, right. like that sort of uh, that sort of helped because in New York, I was still like trying to do, you know sets at various clubs and still trying to get past. But I was thinking like, I'm better than this. And in England, everyone's doing hours. So I just put an hour together and I worked on nothing but the hour for like a year. Like nothing like I'd book small shows in in like little bars in England just
1: to try out material
0: just to run this hour like cuz in England they're used to that they have something called a preview season where comics in the in the summer months that lead up to the Edinburgh festival people need places to practice their hour long solo shows so there are like not kidding 600 or so Venues that have Edinburgh previews. So you could do, I did 62, I I did 62 hour long previews before I did my first show.
1: I have never been to the Edinburgh Festival. Mm, You'd love it.
0: I, I think won? you would love it. Well, you love theater so right. much, Judy, you do. You, you know, solo shows are you were one of the, you were one of the first American comics who I saw do a solo show. Like there were and I I went to go see. I always love solo shows. I saw some good ones. I saw some really bad ones. I saw something called like The Caveman or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And I was like, I get it, but it's not for me. But you know what I would, and also you'd fall in and out of love with things. Like, I don't know if you remember, but like Chris Titus was always doing solo show type material and I really liked it. Yeah. So like, I liked solo shows. I like Brabiglia a lot, you know, like that's sort of my, I mean, like that's sort of my thing in terms of like, uh, yeah, it's what I've always loved. So I think you would love Edinburgh because you love solo shows.
1: Right. Oh God, I gotta fucking go there. Okay. I want to talk about one of my favorite topics. Sure. Anti-Semitism. Now, oh I can talk about this ad nauseum, but we, you know, we don't, we don't have a week and a half. So hmm. you did your show, Millennial. You did another show after that. I um, did a
0: show called Everything Handed Everything, to You After That, yeah. which was, okay. you know.
1: Amazing. But I am... Fascinated. First of all, I have to say, what, but your show just just for us is yeah. fascinating. All right. So before we get to the premise of that show, I think one of the most perfect jokes. I, I, I mean, it is a bril- It is beyond brilliant, and I believe you can joke about the Holocaust because you know wh- we. Have been brought up with the Hollywood. I mean, that's our identity. Okay, the joke that Ricky Gervais. Oh had my repeated, god!
0: Oh my god! How do you you know that? I so. Uh,
1: it is wow.
0: So the, my favorite. It's my favorite joke.
1: It's my favorite joke. It's I, fucking. Can you tell everyone? This is the most. I don't care where you are and how fucking sensitive you are. This is this is. Like my, one of my favorite, my favorite joke of mine, I think would be my Anne Frank joke about sure. how we, you know, we were going to get caught because my mother can't keep her mouth shut. You know, we're all going to die. You can, <laughs> I know.
0: I love that. I love yeah, that
1: joke. You couldn't, you couldn't wash a goddamn, they're here. All right. So, fine, so th- can you do this? Can you please tell this joke? Because it
0: is. So I read this in an academic paper from like the 70s. And I was like, do people know this joke? And I was trying and I was telling people, you know, and no comic had heard it, but it's, um, okay. So this guy dies and he goes to heaven and you can dress this joke up however you want. But this guy dies and he goes to heaven and he meets God. And he's like, oh God, such a fan. And God's like, oh yeah, thanks man. Like he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, Planet earth, what a masterpiece. He's like, oh yeah, no, great, great. And so they're talking and the conversation kind of stalls. And the guy says, God, uh, do you want to hear a joke? And God's like, oh yeah, no, I I love jokes. And the guy tells God a Holocaust joke. And God goes, you know, I've got to tell you, uh, I don't find that joke funny at all. And the guy goes, well, I guess you had to be there, huh?
1: Oh, the best.
0: I best guess joke. you had and to, be, to there. be there. I mean, some, and sometimes they tell that people and there's nothing. And sometimes they tell people and they crack up and sometimes they tell people, and most of the time smart people go, oh my God. The best. Like, it's perfect. It's like it a puzzle a piece that fits.
1: perfect joke. I it's read like that.
0: Putting, it's like putting the last puzzle piece, a 10,000 piece puzzle. Right. It fits, it's perfect, it's so satisfying. It addresses the thing. It goes right at the issue. It doesn't, it's a novel.
1: It's the greatest joke ever. I'm not kidding. It is so, I was blown. I'm like, oh my God.
0: I told Gervais, I told Gervais that joke when I was opening for him. And he was just like, man, that is, that is an incredible joke. And then he told it to Seinfeld on comedians and cars getting coffee. And Seinfeld was like, holy shit. I mean, right. And it was amazing because Seinfeld. When I was a kid, Seinfeld meant everything to ev everything. Why? To me.
1: He's a white Jewish guy. That's so a <laughs> right. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Because when I was, I, I've avoided meeting him so many times. Seinfeld. If, if he was at the cellar, he, I'd walk the other way. You know, I just right. don't. That's want like to... me and
1: Barbara Streisand. Like I. Don't, yeah, I can't. I was at a party with her, and at, at my it was a, an Obama.
0: Don't you think she would have just gone Judy Gold? Hi. Like don't no, you
1: think I just I, I can and and, and uh, my friends like this is Judy Gold uh, very funny he goes, Oh, hello. Hey. And I was like, "No, I don't want to talk to you. Please don't no, no. don't say anything I don't like or Yeah, you know. we
0: dare not we dare not touch the sun. Yeah. But you know like But yeah, that joke is a perfect joke. The joke is the joke's incredible. It's um,
1: Okay. So yeah. you decide you're going to go to a meeting of neo-Nazis. Now, first yeah. of all, The fact that they didn't look at that fucking face.
0: Yeah, the shots.
1: Okay, so you, where did you find out about this meeting? Like what, okay. So
0: I have this, I keep this list on Twitter of anyone who ever tweets anything anti-Semitic at me. I put them on this list called the Jewish National Fund Contributors. And it's funny just cause you know, I get a lot of tweets yeah. from Nazis going, "Take me off your list. I've never contributed to the Jewish National Fund." Right, and right. I always write back like, you know, there's still time. And so <laughs> it's I'm, I'm I'm and I like to surf the list because look, we we only go on Twitter for two reasons, right? First reason we go on Twitter is to see something funny or say something funny, but the second reason is to, you know, see stuff to make us angry. Right. So I have this one-stop shop for whatever racists and anti-Semites are saying, cause I have a list of like 300 of the worst people God has ever created. Like right. they're terrible people. Right. And so I'm, I'm surfing this list and I see this tweet from an account with like, not kidding, like 60 followers. And the account says, hey, if you're not ashamed of your whiteness or you want to know more about your whiteness, something with the word whiteness in it. And whiteness was hashtag. Right. If you want something with your whiteness, come to, and then he had typed an address with like no zip code, but I typed it into Google and I was like, this is, in, you know, Long Island City, Queens. And so I go, it's, you know, and it's like tomorrow night at 9.15 or tomorrow night at nine, it was like on the later side. Right. And I texted one of my best friends, David Burstein, not Bernstein, different guy. Okay. One of my best friends I went, David, do you want to come with me to this uh, meeting? of neo-Nazis. And he was like, I am not doing that. And he's like, why are you going to a meeting of neo-Nazis? And I was like, I wanna see, you know, what they're saying in real life. And also like, you know, there's sort of like dog days of winter. Like it's it was where like stand up on, on the road isn't like really happening. And like, right, right, it, right, for right. me, I, I just didn't have a lot of work. And so I went and I sat there For like Like,
1: you you walk it like what is the bill? I need to know the. So the building's
0: an apartment building. It's like a it's like a decent apartment building with one. and There's no like second door buzzer. Like it's a regular. It's it's almost like a brownstone, but not nice. And like you walk in, I walk in. It's on the third floor.
1: Okay. And I who greets you?
0: Who greets you? Old woman, like very old woman, sitting there. She's the oldest in the room by like far. She's like you know sixties something like that and seventies maybe like she it, it, thing is she could have been younger but she doesn't look good she looks old. right
1: right and well, like hate does that to you okay yeah so you, walk you in. know it
0: dries up your fit. it dries yeah. your skin and it makes um, it
1: orange okay go ahead
0: <laughs> and i sit i sit down and or there i walk in and there's like tables there's like a table of like refreshments there are like you know, cookies and stuff. And I kept looking for like something that would be an ironic a bagel. thing to tell. Yeah, I kept looking for like a bagel or like an Entenmann's right. box, but it's right. like pretty down the middle. It's like shitty cookies and stuff. Okay. And, I'm, and I have a couple of cookies and I have a half glass of like orange juice and I start to try to like kibitz with a couple of the people. And like, you know, the funny thing is most of them seem like reasonable and, to, and, like, before you talk about anything, like, I'm, I'm shocked. Everyone looks, like, pretty normal, and there's one guy with glasses and a beard and a couple of tattoos, and I'm like, you look the most, like, the role.
1: But what – so they were wearing, like, regular – like, have they come from what? Regu-
0: regular clothes. One guy taught computer science at a high school, and I was like, there's a fucking, you know. Okay. And, by the way, they wouldn't love being called neo-Nazis. They'd be like, we're white national. You know, like, right, they are right, right. people – People interested in their whiteness. Okay. So, like, the fine thing is, there is a, you know, there is a total, you know, aspect of of it where, like, you could make a good argument that I belong there. Because I'm like, you know, I am a white person. I'm interested in in interrogating my own whiteness and, like, coming to reckon with my own, like, white privilege or whatever. Was it all men? Besides the woman? No, 12 men, five women. And they were, I know, I know. And everyone was, like... Everyone was white, but like it was a thing, and not white like Goyish. Like everyone was not—I didn't. Wasn't like you guys are Goyish because it would right. really have. But everyone there had like a real uh sense that that they were superior. Like, well, no, but there was they, they. To me, I thought, oh, these people project a sort of nebulous whiteness that is hard to defined, but like it's a real arms crossed energy where like just being Hispanic or, or something would be like perceived as an offense in this room. Like you right, got a right, sense right. that everyone was aggressively white even if they weren't just like screaming white power. All
1: and were you like paranoid? Oh my God, I'm gonna say something Yiddish. I'm gonna
0: I genuinely thought like, well, what if I, you know, drop like, uh, as soon as I walked in, I want, like, as soon as people started talking, there is an impulse in me. Like I'd be a terrible undercover cop because right. my impulse is I wanted to say like, as a Jew, just <laughs> yeah, to yeah. see everyone go like, right. wait, what?
1: Yeah.
0: But like, I didn't, no one there. I didn't do it. I kept like re- repressing the urge. I was like talking right away. Also like in the show, one of the few things that I exaggerate is that like, Oh, I didn't talk for a while. I talked like from the jump and they're not all fans of trump by the way like there are a lot of them who think trump is like too jewish and then there are other people no. who are like he's not he's he's a, he's not anti-semitic enough and i wanted to be like i'd love to bring you to the upper east side <laughs> I know, right Wait, to them so... he's a jew
1: right so yeah. does someone lead the conversation
0: yes there's a guy in the, there's a guy in the middle, he gave his name as Floor, F-L-O-R. He was like, uh, he's like, he, he sort of leads a the conversation. They talk a lot about stuff that means nothing to me for a while, like they talked about, they talked about like, I guess there was a trial going on where some of the Proud Boys which is like another white nationalist group. Yeah. They, were, they were maybe, some of them, there were five of them who had been maybe arrested. And so like, they talked about like inter, they talked about like intra-denominational right. stuff for a bit. And then they sort of got into like political issues. And some of them mentioned like a white person who had been murdered by uh, the police. And they were like, they killed him for being white. And I was like, mm, that's a real- I was <laughs> yeah, like, that's a that story. seems like yeah. a fucking you know. If cops yeah. were murdering people for being white, then you know the motherload. Yeah. Like, uh, but it yeah. was a very, it was a very tough, uh, it was a very tough meeting to to sit through. Now then, at the
1: end of the meeting, did they ask you for your number or sign up or? Um,
0: I don't want to give away the show, but I didn't make it all the way through without being outed as a Jew because eventually okay. someone's like, "Dude, you're like clearly Jewish." Like this one guy, he had pegged me from the fucking second I walked in, like I was talking to him and he's giving me a look like, are you serious right now? Like, he was like, hey, and he said it, he was like, I'm sorry, but like, are you, just by any chance, are you Jewish? And I was like, yeah, I'm Jewish. And he was like, are you, you know, are you serious? Like, and then the conversation was all about me being Jewish. And there was actually, like, I was a little tiny bit excited because I was like, no, sick, everyone's talking about me. You know, like, there was, like, a sense of drama. And then one guy started getting, like, really upset. And I think it's because he had said some, like, personal information in the thing. And all these people live in fear of being, like, outed and canceled. Right, right, right. All of them. To the extent that one guy, I asked him for his name, and he was like, we don't give real names to first-time visitors. Oh my God. Like he was really like suspicious of me. And there were some people who were like, and then and then the guy running the meeting was like, okay, well like let's get him out of here and we can talk about this. But like and I was like, you know, I think I should be able to stay and have this conversation. Right. And he was like, no, no, I because I think he was worried that other people would uh try to violence me. Right, right. And he was like, I just you don't know. want that in my apartment. And so yeah, that was the that's the Did
1: thing. you feel like, oh, my God, oh, my God, my, oh, my God. Like, was your heart beating out of your chest?
0: like not, not really, because I think, and I get into this in the show, but because I think that there was a big part of me that I was like, I can turn this shit around. Right, you know? right, right, right. I was like, they're just Nazis because they haven't met David Joseph Shimon yeah. uh, Alexander Edelman yet. Like, right. they, I thought that there was a big part because you, you never think that when you go into an argument with a Trump person. It takes right. 20 minutes before you're like, oh, right, I'm not going to change them. Right. But I was sitting there and all that stuff. And I was like, there was a part of me that I was like, you're blaming Jews for uh, problems that are so systemic and ingrained in American culture and government that you can't possibly pin it on like one group of people. Right, like, right. This is, and, and so I was like, I will eventually get around to saying this and like the problems are systemic as opposed to you know the idea that jews are organized in some fashion makes me like that's oh the my one god thing I just don't I get out. I was like, you can't even get Jews on the board of a synagogue to agree I, on something. I know. Get, if, if Jews were in charge of world domination, there'd be like a million different opinions of how the world should go and where the world should go. And like, there'd be Jews who are advocating for fascism, like Stephen Miller. They're but, like- uh,
1: I hate him. Hey everyone, you know, 50% off. That's code judygold50 at factormeals.com slash judygold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. So, there was a parent in Ben's... Was it Henry's or Ben's? Public school, Upper West Side. The guy lives on the Upper West Side. Jewish or now? No. No. And he is a... Holocaust revisionist. This is what people spend their life. So he's saying, not it. All right. It might have happened, but it didn't happen the way you say. Okay.
0: So he. Yeah, they only killed 5,999,000. Right. Right. like that. That,
1: Exactly. So he's a parent at the school. I guess he was sending an email to his follower people and it went to the entire PTA at the school. He put oh, it on the wrong. So this guy is outed as a fucking, he lives on the Upper West Side. Like if you're gonna be a Holocaust revisionist, like live in North live Dakota. In West
0: Virginia, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Upper West Side. And he kept trying to engage me. I'm like, no. Nope. So here's my question. Number one, do, how, uh, I mean, I don't engage with those people. I mean, Do you think it's better to engage or not? That's question number one. And number two is, and I'm tackling this issue in my act a little bit about Jews who like Trump. Like I can't, oh, he's good for the Jews. He's the worst fucking thing for the Jews. Stephen fucking Miller, Mnuchin, Kushner, Ivan Hunt. you know, all of them, they're fucking, you know. What do you say, if anything, like, do you have an argument for Jews is it who like engaging them? with them? Well, I mean, is it, worth, it is worth? I can't engage with the people who are, how, you know, that they spend their life trying to deny something that Jews, um, Jews And then, like, but then on the other hand, it's the Jews who who defend. Tr- like, I can't. Okay. Here's my go.
0: question. Here's my question for you: Is your objection to engaging with them ethical, or is it practical? Is it ethic, is, there, is do you not want to engage with them because ethically you should give those ideas no quarter or is it because you think there's no point?
1: I think it's both.
0: Okay, so I think uh, ethically giving those ideas no quarter is risky because all of the stuff in that meeting The only reason, the only good actual thing that I came away from that understanding is all this comes from a place of fear and a lack of identity. Like Judaism, I said to my dad, I was like, what would I be like if I wasn't a Jew? Do you ever think what would I be like? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, what would Dumbo be like if he wasn't an elephant? He's like, it's a totally, I am what I am. I
1: am what I am and what I have.
0: Okay. And so like for Jews, we have that. And for white people, certain white people, they feel a loss of identity that is profound. And there's a lot of fear there and there's some hatred there sometimes. And because of it, they vote for... Donald Trump, or they vote for someone who speaks to their white. What identity.
1: is the identity? Like, I'm sorry you're not. There's it. no
0: identity. There's right, none. So
1: too bad.
0: Well, sorry. the identity is American, and they feel disrespected as Americans in this moment right. because they view something that questions, uh, you know, America as a personal affront, right? They view it as an actual assault on their values and assault on the symbols that they hold dear. Like if you have nothing other than the American flag as your symbol, then some, then, you know, a black person kneeling at the national anthem or not standing for the flag, they're like, so they feel, they feel like a very real anger and loss of identity. And like, there has to be a way to address the things that they're really upset about without, you know, um, and and the question is: Do you do that in a practical way, or do you do that in a conversational way? And well, so it's I hard to you figure it out.
1: Have a conversation with them. That okay? But then, on the other hand, you have Jews mm-hmm. who support that racist fucking piece of shit. Yeah, what do you are, say, and I can't talk to like I
0: can't. What? I, what do you? But say that's because them? all they care about. Like, let's be real here. Like, let's be on. Like, this will maybe get me it. In trouble with some of those Jews, but like the reason is cause they only care about Israel.
1: Israel they only and care their money.
0: They I so I don't so everyone I know who's rabidly pro Trump yeah. is because they love him because of Israel. Right. And they want the they're like the Republicans are so much better for Israel. And like frankly, the US has been like really friendly to Israel. Right. For a long time, like Obama, they're like, right. "Oh, Obama, he was ho- so horrible for Israel." Like, what happened to Israel right. while Obama was president?
1: Right, the- exactly. Israel's right. fine.
0: And so, like, I don't like what there are a billion dollars of, of arms imports to Israel as opposed to you know nine hundred million. million. Right. Like, there's those those Jews have one thing on their mind, and it's Israel. And it's hard to it's hard to reach them. Like, it's I know, really hard but
1: it's like you live in America. Understand. You live in America, and he's a fucking—he's destroying this country. But have fun, okay? But you did meet Obama, correct?
0: I did. I shook his hand once. I was working for the Dodgers. I hate. You. I was working. I was working at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. And his helicopter landed in the parking lot. Uh huh. And and during lunch, I got all these pictures in his helicopter because he was gone and I I have all these photos of like me with it's so cool I gotta put it up somewhere right and um I just had the best time and then I met him and he was I just shook his hand and said thank you and uh and then when I volunteered for him during 2012 I shook his hand again and that was
1: wait were you like oh my god I love him I love him I love him
0: I was, but I also had a little thing of, like, you know how you, comics want to blow everything up? I was like, yes. what could I say to Obama that would make right, him right, remember right, right, me? Right. Or, like, what could I do? Could I, like, shake his hand a little too tight? Like, you know, like, I right. I don't know. It was, like, a very weird impulse. But I I love him so much.
1: I know. That. I just I miss a Michelle. sense of decorum. I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, she's amazing. All right. So I met, I did a gig for Bill Clinton. Oh, man. Uh, and... When this was um, before, before the um, Monica Lewinsky, which I have to say, I love Monica Lewinsky. I think she's fucking brilliant. He has good she's taste. She's cool, yeah, she's cool. He has good taste, but, um, <laughs> and you know, a lot of women, Jewish women, when, when they realized it was her, were like, you know, she's like a, she's a not very skinny Jewish girl. I love him. I loved him more. Anyway, so. yeah. That's such a um, but I have to say when he talked to me after my set that he remembered he remembered some stuff I had said in my set, which no one else does, he looked at me like you I was the only person in the room it was um oh, yeah, his charisma that. his car- uh, fucking unbelievable so i
0: um, met I met Bush and Clinton at the same event earlier. Um, this uh, year, or sorry, sorry, to the end of last, to the end of 2019. It was an Israel peace thing, it was a peace initiative. And they had this thing in DC and I went, and um, Bush, and we had a cha- second with Bush and a second with Clinton. And um, I'm in the sort of, and they're together and you meet them and you take a photo with them and then you move on. And so Clinton is talking to somebody else. And it's just, I'm standing there next to Bush and I said, do you know Larry Lucchino, who was my mentor at the Red Sox? Because Bush used to own a baseball team. Bush used to own the Texas Rangers. And so he said, of course, and he starts asking questions. And then at the end, I went, you know, I got to tell you something. I really hated you in high school. And (laughs) Bush went, how do I see him now? And I was like, not so bad. And I know that's a terrible thing to say. It's a terrible thing to say. (laughs) Terrible, because of course he... He was, you know, a, I can't for so believe many you reasons. Said
1: that,
0: but that's, that's the, awesome. He was, I gotta tell you, Bush seems Bush during this closed door event said so many things about Trump, where I was just like, he sounds like Biden, like he sounds right. like Biden right now, right? And for all of the offenses, like he was so, um, and he was so weird about like he. Someone asked him to, The moderator went, what's your biggest regret as president? And both of them were like, whoa, buddy. You know, and like Bush is like, I could have fixed immigration. He's like, I could have done it. He's like, it would have cost me some political capital. He's like, but I I think he's like a year after I left, I was like, I could have done this. I could have done that. I could have. He's like, I messed up. He was like, I was so wrapped up in this, that, and the other. And then Clinton was like, I could have fixed the Middle East, but- and then he alluded to the Monica scandal. He was oh, like, but he's like, I had other things on my mind right, and I was a little yeah, tied I had up. A little cigar. I, don't, I take both of those things with a grain of salt. But right. at the end, I was like, man, what happened to gentlemen presidents like I George know. W. Bush? That's how far we've fallen, where I'm like, George W. Bush, what a well spoken gentleman. Right.
1: What do you think of this fake Middle East peace thing, Jerry Kushner fucking piece of shit? I hate,
0: um, I hate it for a couple of reasons, and I'm also happy that Israel, like, uh, the thing is, I get where pro-Israel people come from, because I'm just happy that there's, that there's someone who's not who doesn't want, it. as soon as someone says to Israel, like, we don't want you dead, there's still a part of me that's like, but i hate that trump gets a diplomatic win over something he has like probably has like nothing to do with and like i hate that it's handing a thing and like here's the thing i believe israel should exist and i hate the annexation right like so i'm in the middle so netanyahu's like i'm not gonna annex it and we got something out of it and i'm like well i mean Good that there was you got something out of it, but you were never should have done that other right. stuff in the, in first, the first place.
1: place. Like, I know, and now Jared Kushner. Oh, we want to talk about the feud. Fuck you! I hate him. I hate him.
0: I know, okay. Judy. Everyone knows you. Here's my question, though: Have you met Trump? Because I've you've met Trump, sure.
1: Yes. So I was when I was doing my. Remember, I did that HBO show at the multiplex with Judy Gold, and I used to yes. interview people when they came out of the movie theater. He went to see a movie with uh, Melanie, and. I went over to him, you know, to do. I'm like, hi, I'm Judy Gold from you know, HBO. What are you seeing? And he was such a dick and a half, such I, a fucking piece of I, shit. And Mary Trump lived by me here in Provincetown.
0: She's a nice lady. She seems nice.
1: So smart, so nice, great sense of humor. And I remember I met her in the early 2000s. And she, I said, I hate your uncle, and she goes, <laughs> Join the club. So
0: I saw him all the. T- I'd see him all the time. I'd see him at Red Sauce games. He would right. come when I was working there. And I met him at the Friars Club roast of Matt Lauer because I was writing jokes. Halfway. Oh my God. I was writing jokes yeah. and he was sitting there and he was upset afterwards because no one had made any jokes about him and there have been two jokes about David Dinkins. And he was like, what is, what is David Dinkins? You know, David Dinkins has been He's a man forever.
1: He's a fucking dick and a half.
0: He thrives on nothing. Yeah. He's the worst.
1: Okay. I could talk. First of all, I love, can we work together? Can I Please. play your mother in something?
0: I mean- Yes. You- if if I ever, I I, I want to show you- Something right now, okay. That you that you will just uh, that you're just going to. Please don't read it out loud because I don't want because uh, I don't want people to to know the name of this. I'm writing a pitch doc, a, a pitch document, and for the and for the mother figure, for the father, it says think an even kinder kind, and for the mother, it says think Judy Gold.
1: Oh yeah, baby. How about? Put so Judy you Gold and Richard there. I love Richard Kind. I love Richard what? Kind.
0: Oh, so kind. You were both Sater. You're both big parts of that Passover Oh, Seder Thank thing. you.
1: That was it. so you think you're gonna win?
0: Oh we didn't no no, we didn't. We're not we're not getting nominated. No. Fuck them. Oh, but you um, know what, Judy, people kept saying, oh my god, that Judy Gold story is so funny. You made things. You made it so funny that that, that segment was so good.
1: Oh, thank you. Did you best. watch it?
0: Honestly, did you yes. watch it?
1: Yes. And oh everyone was like, I got so many, I was like, woo.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, Cause everyone's like, that's your fan base. I know, them? right? Cool Jews.
1: Um, okay. So before we go, even though I could talk to you forever, forever. Um, I always ask my podcast guests two questions. Sure. Number one, I know you, you have ADD and ADHD and whatever. What do you do for your mental health? Do you take antidepressants? I mean, I took a Ritalin today because I have to take, the doctor wants me to take them all the time and sometimes my heart's beating too fast, so I don't. But when I have a full work day, I do. But what do you I, do?
0: I can't take, um, so I, I mean, I would urge people listening, you're welcome to publish this, uh, of course. I urge people listening to be discreet, but I, um, I take a, I, I'm prescribed medication Um, I only take it, I don't take it regularly. um, And my therapist says that I don't need to pathologize how often I take it or when I take it or what I take it for. Just try to, so I take, um, I take Concerta, which is like-
1: Oh yeah, uh, I took that Concerta. (laughs) Yes.
0: It's hard. It makes me really sad and really anxious and scared. So I don't, I try not to take it much. But the, the thing that I really do, and this will sound so dumb. I love a really adventurous hike. Like a hike where you have to climb something or drop into something. And so last week I went to Zion, the national park in Utah. and Oh, yes. We did a hike called the Narrows where you walk through a canyon for like four miles and there's a river that runs along the bottom of the canyon. You have to hike in the river. It's like waist high. And it was so cool and fun. And um, so, yeah, I spent as much time outdoors as I can. And exercising, and I watch and play ice hockey. Those are the things that,
1: that is like excellent and conserta. Um, <laughs> you have to go hiking in Arizona.
0: Oh my God, so great! Have you been to Antelope okay. Canyon? That that gorgeous little.
1: Well, oh. I've gone to Camelback, which I can't do anymore. Oh,
0: my God, gorgeous.
1: Because my, my brother lives there. They do, they're like, oh, let's get a Camelback. It's like a fucking, like they're walking to the mailbox. Oh, speaking <laughs> of what, no. And also, Provincetown has a lot of great hiking, by the way. I know, I the know. We did, that's things. what got us through this fucking pandemic. All right. So the podcast is called Kill Me Now because I get aggravated about everything and I'm always like, kill me now, kill me now because I fucking hate everyone. So what makes you pissed off more than, like what pisses you the fuck off what makes you fucking go crazy? Like, I, this, yeah.
0: I love scented candles so much and I think they're good for you and I enjoy them in my home. But sometimes you buy a scented candle and you have high hopes and it's bad and it's truly one of the only things where it's you get what you pay for which is such bullshit if you buy a six dollar right. send a candle there is no chance that is making your home smell better if you yes. buy a hundred dollars scented a candle you're definitely going to have a good experience but it's going to be gone like that right like, these things are expensive and if you like if you know your wine you can get like a good wine for twenty-five bucks. Right. Exactly. There's no scented candle equivalent where, like, if you really know your scented candles, you can get a really great scented candle for a reasonable price. All the good ones are crazy expensive. They're insanely expensive. And it pisses me, it pisses uh, that me off. That is a lot. so
1: true. That is so true. But when you do a gig, like how many, uh, you know, I don't know, you're a Jew, so you must do a 1,000 free Jew gigs all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I oh, we, we're, we're trying to raise money for the- <laughs> They give
0: you a scented candle. A candle. Oh my God, it's always bad though. It's always I a free gig. And sometimes I'll light this and I'm like, that's where I got this, a free gig. Where right. they gave me uh, some shit they bought from Target and pretended it was Diptyque. I just want <laughs> <a> good, <laughs> reasonably priced... Ah, I love that. That's what do you I do? Well,
1: Is it too much to ask? I know. You're right. Canada? You're right. And they are so fucking expensive. What do you do for your poop smells?
0: Nothing. Nothing. I don't yeah. have nasty... I don't, for some reason, not for you. Maybe because I stopped eating dairy... Oh. I don't have mine things, my thing <laughs> that, that that Jewish bell for the yeah, I've stopped eating dairy for the most part, so I do okay, but you know, I just I, I have know. the
1: incense matches. Have you ever seen them?
0: No, right?
1: so you light them, they have different smells, you light them. They're a match. And then you let it burn a little bit and it's, swear to God, it smell, it's so good.
0: It's just- The problem it, is it doesn't, it never smells like anything other than poo and nah, the candle. Yeah,
1: that's true. But some of them are good. But uh, can I just tell you before we go what I had for breakfast?
0: Please. Because it's so dewy. Please.
1: I had an onion roll toasted. Oh
0: my God, oh my with God. With
1: tempty and a tomato from the garden. Wait!
0: You're kidding.
1: And herring in wine <gasps> sauce.
0: I love, so of all the Jewish foods, of all the Jewish foods, the herring is herring. The most underrated.
1: Oh. I hate
0: ba- bagels and lox. I have a thing where if, the, if I did another kill me now, please have me on again sometime.
1: Yes, anytime.
0: I, I cannot deal with what bagels and lox have become as totems of Jew. You know I, know. What I mean, like yes. there's people are like, I'm Jewish. I love bagels. You're like, that's no, not Jewish. That's
1: not being Jewish. That's nasal Jewish. That's, right. nasal Jewish.
0: that's nasal Jewish. Who's not even a Jew. She's brilliant. But yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah, I, I can't deal with just bagels as the thing. I know. You know so, and also so, like, it's is so
1: Nova. Great. It's Nova.
0: Thank okay. you.
1: Thank and you. You need the creamed onions. The cream. Really?
0: Chullant, Judy. Have you yes, ever had a of course. What oh are you fucking God.
1: talking about? I'm a Jewy Jew.
0: Yeah, people, I, I think a chulant, that's the Jewish food. You want to about gas? Yeah. That'll give you some. That gas.
1: is fucking shit. You just should just get a thing that smells pour like shit
0: it, <laughs> pour it directly into the toilet because it's coming out the same way.
1: <laughs> Wait, I do you, you still observe? I do, I love you, but do you still observe?
0: A bit, like not not the, way I, right. not the way I should or the way I used to, but I'm right. still like, you, you know, I should, think about you should do, it. I
1: know, same. But okay, this is my last question. Please. When you dated the non-Jewish comedian well, name, named Catherine.
0: Yeah. Catherine, yeah, Catherine Ryan.
1: What did your parents, can, can we do a scene? I'm gonna do a scene and I'll be your parents, okay? I'll, can I'll be Cheryl. Sure. Hello?
0: Hi, mom. How's it
1: going? Oh, Alex, how are you? Uh, Your father just invented uh, something that um, so you never have to take a shit when you're in the car. And uh, it's terrific. So what's going on? How's Los Angeles? Good.
0: I mean, I'm dating a new person.
1: Oh, that's terrific. Tell me about her. Her It's a she, right?
0: It's a she, very yeah. funny mom. She's <laughs> uh, she's uh, she lives in London. She's um, she's great. Her daughter, she's got a wonderful uh, daughter, is uh, uh-huh. you know six years old, <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. and yeah, she's great. Her name is Catherine. Mom, are you still there?
1: Oh my god, I, I think I ate something that uh, doesn't agree. Can I call well, you please back? Don't please don't do
0: this again, please. Please,
1: please. Okay. listen. Oh my God. I don't, I don't oh know what's wrong God. with me. I'm going to, I have to call. I, I, listen, I'm going to call 911 and I'll call you right
0: back. Oh my God. Stop. Mom. <laughs> she, first of all, she actually loved, I don't know if I'm going to blow up my mom's spot here. She right. fucking loved Catherine. She loved uh, my girlfriend. She thought it was so great, but she, you know, the thing is, I think parents want what will make you happy. And, you know, Catherine now is married to someone from her hometown and I do think that sometimes if you're raised in a strict background, that you are happy with someone who gets right, that background. A right. bit, bit of I'm not saying people from different backgrounds can't, can't be in happy, wonderful right, right, relationships. Right, right, right. But, but that it's common easier. Ground,
1: yes, it's easier. That common
0: ground goes a long way. So I do think everyone wants their kids to be, be happy. But yeah, my mom was always, my mom loved Katherine. Uh, what always, about your father? She has such yep. style. Yeah, yeah. My my dad thought she was funny. My mom was like, she is such style, Alex. Oh my God, she dresses gorgeously. And I'm like, that's why you care? <laughs> like, she dresses, Alex, the dresses are gorgeous. Can you ask her where she got that dress? I'm like, Aww. it's not gonna fit you the same way, mom. It's a Goya body, but she was. But yeah.
1: Oh God, She's I wonderful. love
0: you. My um, parents love you, Judy. They've seen I you. They've them. seen you in Newton, Massachusetts.
1: In Newton, Massachusetts, yeah. Um, At the JCC. I love. Oh yes, I enjoy that. Yeah. Um, Thank Alex. I can't thank you enough. You Please, are. Please thank you for. Ha- oh, can I plug my album? Oh wait, we're gonna plug everything now. So Alex Edelman, uh, also mm-hmm. known as Jew. All right, tell everyone. Where, your, your socials, you could, your, You yeah. can
0: find me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my name, Alex Edelman on Twitter and the Alex Edelman on Instagram. And I have a uh, album out called Until Now. And it's all my good jokes until now. And, um, and I did a thing that Judy Gold appeared in to raise money for the CDC. It's called Saturday Night Seder. And it's, um, and yeah, it's, it's a musical comedy variety special and just Google that. It was very good and a lot of fun.
1: And okay. you're on Uncabaret on all the time. I'm on Uncabaret May.
0: all of the time. I'll be missing the one after this one because it's Yom Kippur, but- She's doing um, it
1: on Yom Kippur?
0: She's doing it on Erev Yom Kippur, which is even oh, more no. egregious. Oh,
1: also, I, on Cole Nedry!
0: I know, I want to recommend Judy Gold's book, Yes, I Can Say That.
1: Yes, Please.
0: Thank you. This is a brilliant, brilliant mind. I says it's... she's a towering figure in comedy oh, and not just you. for Jews. Thank you. Funny people everywhere. I Thank ran you. into Judy Gold at a birthday party, and Judy Gold, instead of saying hello, she went, "What the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> and I think about that all the time. It's so funny. What the fuck are you doing here? It's such a funny thing to say to somebody. It was
1: birthday party. It
0: was. It was. I was working on Zoolander at the time it was- Oh, it was, yeah. It was, it was yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's
1: it, right. Oh my God, that's yeah, so what funny. what the
0: fuck are you doing here? And your partner was so like, Judy. And she was like, it's <laughs> fine. We love him. We know him. Most. I know,
1: it was, I was just, but it was funny because I think I had just seen you and I'm like, what? You know what? Like what are you doing here?
0: It was so great. I love that. All right, All right. All right Well, Judy. I adore
1: you. Send my love to Zygazunt. Zygazunt. And Lashana Tova. Uh, And um, I hope to see you soon. And I hope to be in your show with me, too. As long as I I don't have to fuck him, I'm fine. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with Alex Edelman. I love him so much. If you like the show, please make sure to subscribe and leave a review. It helps more people find this amazing podcast five stars only, please. I mean, <laughs> seriously. Anyway, if you have not purchased my book, yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. You are in big fat hairy trouble. It's great. The audiobook was featured in New and Noteworthy in the New York Times book review, but my parents are dead, so it doesn't matter. But if you get it, lower the volume. Anyway, I just want you to know how proud I am that this book is doing so well. I'm gonna read you uh, one of the incredible uh, reviews we have. Judy Gold is a national treasure, so it should not be no surprise that her book is also one. She combines great stories and anecdotes of her past career and personal life with comedy history. For comedy buffs and comedians, this is a must read, okay? A must read. It really is great. People fucking love it. If you want to learn, if you want to laugh, if you want to fucking forget about what the fuck is going on in this country, please go wherever you buy books. Or you can go to my website, judygold.com, and there's all these order links there. So you can go and get your in an indie bookstore, Amazon, wherever you get books. Okay? And also, please make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram for all upcoming virtual, live, events, anything I'm doing, when I'm going to take a shit, when I'm not taking a shit, how I feel. So you can follow me at Judy Gold at J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D, you know, like Jew gold. And I just want to say, uh, I know school year's starting, so I hope everyone is safe and well, and please vote, vote, vote like your life depends on it because it does. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I love all of you. And as we always say, so
0: long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.